Today is Monday, February 17th, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz, and this is yet another edition of this Joe Batanz. Uh, catching up on the rest of what happened on the weekend. Also, Lori and I forgot to tell probably the best story from Knott's Berry Farm, so I'm going to recap that. And everything that's going on in my life today, that's why it's called This Joe Batanz, and that's why it's on Afterthought Media. My goodness, the day after, you know, you, you're hearing this the next day after um, this Joe Batanch came out where we talked about, well, no, actually we talked mostly about uh, Knott's Berry Farm on that old chestnut, but it wasn't until the next day, there's actually been a few days between now and then, that I was telling Lori, I was like, oh my god, we forgot the best story from Knott's Berry Farm, and uh, unfortunately she can't join us, she's getting her allergy shot. So that she can finally be around a cat. Even though I sent her this article, we have yet to talk about it. Where And this actually makes a lot of sense. Where now the treatment is, that people want to look towards, is instead of treating the people, treat the cats. To make the cats hypoallergenic. I don't know how you do that. Look, I don't know science. But it was an article that I sent Lori about how they need to start making uh, these cats hypoallergenic. So, um, okay, I'm just writing down notes of what I want to talk about today. First, let me tell this story. By the way, the story I'm going to tell you, there's a video that goes along with it. So what I'm going to do while I'm talking, because I'm sure it'll take a while before it loads. I'm going to post this video in the Discord channel. So if you're listening to this later, that's an incentive for you to go to the Discord channel, because uh, it's a 41-second video, so what happened was, between the first and second uh, Peanuts drawing show, Lori and I decided I wanted to take a walk around the park, you know, and see what was going on. I hadn't been to the park in about 20 years, you know, maybe more. So I go, let me, and I used to work there, so I wanted to take a walk around the park. So we're walking around the park, and there's a part where they have, like, carnival games, okay? And, um, okay, hold on. Putting this, putting the, the, the description here. And um, one of the car, we're walking by, and one of the carnival games was a guy guessing people's weight. Okay? A guy guessing people's weight. And we, we're far away when we see him, right? And this guy, he has a microphone, you know, like one of those microphones, like, you know, like Janet Jackson has, you know, in uh, Rhythm Nation, like that goes around her face and it's right in front of his face. And uh, he, he, you know, he's yucking it up with people. He's like, ah, oh, let me get this thing here. You know, about five, seven, and you're gonna get down. He's he's doing the whole shtick, okay? So Lori says, "I'm gonna um, go up to him and have him guess my weight. What do you think he's gonna do?" Like, oh god, here we go. So she goes, "Will you film it?" And I go, "Yeah, I'll film it." 
So uh, we walk up to the guy, and and he she's behind. She's waiting. He's doing his whole shtick, and um, and then you know those people walk away, and Lori walks up to him, and, and if you watch the video, you'll see. But uh, he just loses. I they must be trained for this, you know. He just loses like his will to live. He stopped. I, I don't even know if he turned his microphone off or what. He, he just stops like talking. He's just like, um, all right. So you want your gateway guest? Um, all right. Well, I guess uh, it's two hundred pounds. All right, step on the scale. Okay, yes, you win. Like it is so fast. He is so embarrassed. He just wants to get rid of Laurie. It's so. That's what makes it so great. Is like he's the 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 spiel stopped. The shtick stopped. Okay, now all of a sudden he's really serious and like very reserved all of a sudden. And so then Lori grabs a Pokemon doll, a little Pokemon doll. So now we head back to the Peanuts show. And we're sitting there waiting for the show to start. And she says, you know, I have no I just want to to embarrass this guy and have him try and guess my weight. She goes, I have no interest in this Pokemon doll. And she goes, but I, I want to give it to a bunch of kids, obviously. It's a Peanuts drawing school or something. She goes, I want to give it to one of these kids, but I don't know. I think that'd be really weird if I just walked up to a kid and handed him or her uh, a stuffed animal. And I said, yeah, you don't do that. I go, here's what you do. You go to a family and you 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 go and you speak directly to the the dad or the mom of the kid and you say and you explain just you know tell them what happened and say you don't want the toy you just have the toy and and the, the their kid can have the toy you know so she goes oh so i'm just going to so we find a family that works right it's right by us so I should just walk up to them and say, like, hey, listen, my friend and I were walking by this weight-guessing guy, and I said, wouldn't it be funny if he guessed my weight? And I go, no, 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 Lori, they don't need the whole story. Just say, I played one of the carnival games, and I won, but I don't want a, a stuffed animal. I was just playing for fun. Does your kid want it? So she did, and she gave the, 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 kid to, the toy to some kid that was sitting there. And uh, that was it. But uh, we just thought it was really funny that... Uh, and I'm sure Lori has her own take on stupid shit that I said about the weight-guessing thing or whatever. But that was a story that we forgot to tell the other day. So I wanted to share that with you. Next, I don't know if I talked about this in the show. I think I did. But I don't know what came over me. But I bought a ring light. Okay? I think I think someone told me to buy... Wasn't it, wasn't it one of the, the Sklans girls that told me to buy a ring light? Right? So I went, okay, that's a good idea. So I go on this Amazon and I buy a ring light. Oh my god, what it, I looked horrible. I got this ring light. First of all, it's it's super clunky and like and you have to position it. It I have to find one that works with what I do, with my setup. The problem is I use a Mac, and I just use, when I'm doing video, I don't have a dedicated video setup, so it's just coming through the the webcam that's built into the Mac, and the, this this ring light was meant for, like, beauty selfies that you have, I don't, I don't know, it was, it was not met right, so I returned it today, 
And uh, I, I don't think I, I look. Here's the deal: you can put whatever beautiful light you want on me. I'm just always gonna look fucking disgusting and awful. So I'm like, why am I gonna spend money so I can just look well lit, disgusting and awful? You know, why am I gonna do that? So I returned it today. I sent it back. To, I went to Kohl's, took it back to Kohl's. Uh. Uh, what is this now? What I wrote this down. What what the fuck does that mean? Oh, so here's a weird story that I've been sort of working on and making very tiny little progress steps uh, along the way. So when I was in high school, sit down for a story, kids. When I was in high school, there was a that was when I was a freshman in high school. Okay, freshman in high school and sophomore. Um, there was a guy who was the music director of the musicals. Okay, he had gone to school with the woman who was a director, and he would play the piano and whatnot. And um, his name was Brian Shucker. Okay, what's funny is again, as they are when you're a kid, I just thought everybody was so old, but he was only like thirty-two. Okay, but in my head, he might have been—he might as well have been like seventy-two. Okay. 32 year old guy, super, super nice. I always remember him. Yeah, he used to play the piano at the auditions and whatnot. Okay. And uh, he was a music director for when I was in Hello Dolly. And then when we did West Side Story, uh, he was going to be the music, music director. But I remember for the auditions, he played the piano. And I remember he was so nice to me. He was like, you did a really good job. He was just a really, really, really nice person. Okay. Um, and so I, um, so in, in, in the middle, I don't remember. I don't, I don't, I'm starting, I'm starting to fade on what exactly the, the exact turn of events were, but he wrote a musical. He and his partner at the time, his husband, well, they weren't married, but you know, the um, life romantic partner, his boyfriend, uh, they wrote a musical called Babes, okay? And it was basically like a chorus line meets Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland musicals, all right? And as a field trip, we all went to go see this musical at a tiny theater in L.A., okay? And this musical had a big impact on me. Um, first of all, the lead in the musical, I kind of had a crush on him, and that was sort of my uh, gay awakening. That's a whole other story. But uh, but also, remember, we as kids, we really liked the musical, and we really liked the music. And so it, it played in this one tiny theater. And then later, it moved to another theater. Okay, And a lot of the people that worked on our musicals in our high school worked on Babes. And so um, my friends and I, Mercedes and Liz and um, all those friends, we became kind of mini, John Paul, like mildly obsessed with this musical called Babes. And when it went to the set, okay, so when it, let's talk about it, then it went to another theater, okay? It's still in LA, but just a slightly larger theater called the Matrix Theater, okay? And uh, opening night at the Matrix... Brian Shucker died of AIDS, you know, which to us as kids, what did that mean? You know, like, what? What? Somebody that we know 
died of AIDS? He, he, was, he had AIDS? We didn't even know, right? And um, he died on opening night of his show. And the musical went on to win the essentially the LA version of the Tonys, the LA like Drama Log Awards for best score, I think it was. And we became so you, we used to go like every I wouldn't say every weekend, but like once a month we would go and see this show. We saw it so many times. We knew we got to know the cast. I mean, we saw this show so many times. All right. And at one point, I even had the producer knew I liked it so much. He gave me the soundtrack on a cassette, and I had it, but I've lost it. I cannot find it. John Paul claims he has it. So anyway, uh, about six months ago, I came up with this idea. And the idea was, I want to start doing scripted podcasts, but I also want to do a... I was This is before Babes came into my head. I was like, oh my God, it would be great to do an original musical uh, to Babes. So uh, so just so you know, just to, p- to put a, a cap on the story of Brian Shucker, um, we, uh, we, went, we actually went, I, well, no, I, I think I went by myself. Maybe John Paul went with me. But we went to like his memorial service and we met the cast and hung out with the cast. And, oh, yeah, look, Luke Stamen found uh, the article right there. And so that's he. Brian's on the left there. If you're looking at the Discord, uh, Brian's on the left and his boyfriend Bill's on the right. And Bill was at the memorial service, said something about Bill. And uh, then he died like a month after that. They both died of eight. So anyway, six months ago, I was thinking about how I wanted to do a... um, a scripted a podcast, a musical, all right? And I started poking around. I was talking to Alex Lefebvre about it. And at the time, I thought I was going to have to write, not only going to write the music, I don't know how to write music, but um, but like put together this musical that I was going to write. Then to find someone to write the music, blah, 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 blah. And then, I don't know, maybe a couple of months ago, it clicked. And I said, wait, why don't I just do Babes? No one's doing babes. The, the show closed and no one ever did it again because the two creators died, you know? And I started doing all this research, but casually here and there. So I found out like through, okay, first of all, I, I tried to go the easy way. And I contacted a girl that I knew in high school who I know was close with those people. And I said, can you put me in contact with this guy, Michael McKetty, who was a director? And see if I can get the rights. She said she messaged, she'd message him on Facebook and then get back to me, right? Well, I never heard back from her. So then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go to Michael McKinney directly. Nothing. Nada. Right? Never heard back. Here's the deal. The more, if they would actually message me, I could I could totally see myself losing interest. But the more you ignore me, the more it pushes me to then go like, well, then I'll fucking show you and I will get to this, Right? So I did a little, it's not hard, but through some some casual Google searches here and there. First, I Googled his name in different versions and obituaries and this. And in doing that, found out, I think in the LA Times obituary of Brian, not on that article, not the article Luke sent, put up. But um, I think in the article that Luke puts up, I, uh, I mean, Brian... Uh, 
is still alive. That, that I think that came out the day that the musical. Want to hear something really creepy? Want to hear? Brian so touched me. No, 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 not like that. I was so moved by Brian and all this. I'm gonna tell. You, I'm not even lying here. I still have. I saved it, and I still have the original newspaper article that Luke posted up there in the um, in the Discord. I have that original newspaper article in a box, okay, along with a signed program from the cast, okay. I still have it. Looks looks like they got signed that day, okay. So anyway, um, I uh, I did just through some Google searches and variations on the names and this and that, and in the obituary they they mentioned his parents. So I do all this research on his parents, and I find that they passed away both of them individually in the last few years. So then I'm gonna find out his siblings, and I just found out today that his brother, who's in his early sixties is a school teacher at a high school in the same city where he grew up, Huntington Beach High School. So the next step is I'm going to email the brother. I'm assuming that because the parents died, the rights have now shifted over to the brother. Okay? I don't know. So I'm going to contact the brother. I'm going to write a very nice note. And let's see. But let's see if we can make... You know, Babes the Musical happen with a whole new cast and with... I'm, I'm going to have... I'll be, here's the really sad part. I'm going to have to redo the book because the book is what you call the the script part of a musical. Because I remember the book being kind of weak, right? But the music is actually pretty good. The music has some good bones. There might need to be a little tweaks here and there, a few tweaks here and there that Alex Lefebvre can help with. But I want to really produce this. I really want to make this a real thing that, um, and I think the story behind it is amazing. You know, this musical that these two guys who died of AIDS uh, put on, and it's called Babes. And uh, that's one of the things we're, I mean, we're working on. Now, the other thing I wanted to tell you about was last night I went with Adam De La Pena, my friend from growing up. And I'll have to tell you Adam De La Pena stories some other time. He was like, he's probably the friend I've had the longest. Even though we don't really talk as much, he's probably the friend I had the longest. And he, he, a lot of the quirky sides of me, I would say he planted the seeds of those. Very influential friend. Well, he went with me last night to go see, at UCLA. There's this theater group called the Hooligan Theater Company or something like that. I don't know what it's called. And they do this once a year fundraiser thing called 24-Hour Musical. And I'd heard about it, but I always wanted to go, but I always missed it for some reason. Where what happens is on Saturday night at like 7 p.m., uh, the student, in other words, there's an organization, as a, a group of students who are in charge of this theater group. And they pick a musical. And then... Um, the the cast <coughs> and the the cast finds out what the musical is at 7 p.m. and then they have 24 hours to cast it, to choreograph it, to learn the lines, to learn the music and put this show up. And they called 24 hour musical. So yesterday they did Beauty and the Beast. And um Adam De La Pena went with me. I'm probably going to run out of time, even though there isn't... Here's the sad thing. There's not that much to tell. I'll say this. Uh, we went and got pizza first, and that was fine. That was nice, okay? 
And then we went to this musical. I was amused. It reminded me of that stupid, those stupid things that you do when you're a kid, when you're I mean, when you're in college, you know. Like the and you just, so the kids had fun with it. They didn't take it super seriously, and it made me laugh. And they were having fun with the musical and forgetting their lines, and everyone was laughing. And it was it was a really good time. And opinion, I don't know what he was expecting. I could tell he was bored. So we left at intermission, which I was fine with. You know, I got my laughs out of it. I donated to a good cause because all the money goes to these deaf kids. And um, then I took him home. What's funny is when we went to go get pizza, I got two slices. I was hungry, right? He only got one slice. I was like, look at this Karen Carpenter only getting one slice, right? Then afterwards, he goes, are you hungry? It's been like two hours, right? Oh, well, there we go. Well, you know what that music means. It means the end of the show. Anyway, he had me go take him the jacket in the box. He got a full meal afterwards. I don't know what that was about. I was full, right? Anyway, we'll come back tomorrow with um, another episode of This Joe Batanz. Uh, I gotta tell you too, well, maybe we'll talk about it later. I have an exciting idea for that old chestnut, but we'll do that next time. For now, it's adios. Joe Batanz, see you tomorrow.